Wolf clawed a path to consciousness, embracing the grinding pain in his left leg as a sign that he'd emerged from oblivion, until the engine whine and floor vibrations warned him of a problem worse than his injury. He was trapped in the second most dangerous place in Afghanistan for a man like him, a U.S. Army medevac helicopter. Easy, Sergeant. The flight medic, who leaned into view, squeezed a bag connected to the mask covering Wolf's mouth. You're safe. While oxygen inflated Wolf's lungs, a functioning corner of his brain demanded answers. His commander would never call an evacuation chopper for him, so who else had been hurt? Struggling against the painkillers, he tried to remember everyone's last positions. Kahananui had been on his right. He has two little girls. Five meters ahead, Cruz had taken point. Was it Cruz? He pays for his mother's diabetes drugs. Wolf tried to turn his head and search for his teammates, but he couldn't move. He tensed his abs and lower back and jerked to lift his shoulders, but again he couldn't move. The certainty that one of his men needed him struck him like a spear between his ribs, but no matter how he strained his arms and chest, he could not move. Not his arms, not his body, and by the gods, not his legs, despite the agony that intensified in his left one as the painkillers faded. Stop fighting, Sarge. The medic was young, mid-twenties at most, but his voice carried over the chopper racket with the confidence shared by those who served in aviation. Free of morphine fog, Wolf understood he wasn't paralyzed, only slapped into a neck collar and strapped to a stretcher. Complications that, like his injuries, weren't insurmountable. But his teammates couldn't conquer wounds so easily. Who's hurt? I know it hurts, man. We're 18 minutes out from Camp Caddy, so hang on. Damn it. The medic didn't understand him through the oxygen mask. He needed to see who was in this helicopter. Not knowing compressed his chest until he groaned. This will help the pain. One of the man's hands reached for something outside Wolf's circle of vision. Skeeta. He didn't want the guy to up the intravenous dope before he could discover who'd been hurt. The last thing he remembered was freezing in place when the team's German shepherd had hunkered in a bomb alert position in the middle of the apricot orchard. Like their dog Garbo, they'd stopped. All, that is, except an Afghan training with them who'd been distracted by lighting a cigarette and had moved forward two more paces. The blast had thrown Garbo against a stone wall. Rocks, dirt clods, and metal packed around the improvised explosive device had pounded Wolf's helmet and body armor, mangling his leg. Fucking smoker. Could have killed us. This time, Wolf spaced his words as carefully as sniper shots. Who else hurt? The medic's eyes flickered to the port side of the Black Hawk helicopter. Two Afghans. At least one's not going to make it. And your dog. Relief that he'd been swept up with an evacuation of Afghan National Army soldiers, not one of his own men, crested with the newest wave of meds. Temporarily woozy, he slurred his next question. Hosh, Garbo. But this time, the medic understood. Ear and head lacerations, possible broken leg, but the pooch armor did its job. His system processed this smaller dose faster than the earlier morphine, providing only minutes of peace before the torment of growing fresh bone.
a torture he imagined to be comparable to a drill bit tunneling through his shin, crested. Locking his jaw stifled his groan, but barely. He hadn't endured a lost leg since Antietam. He'd forgotten. Hurts. More? The medic calculated with his fingers. Sergeant, you have more pure in you than Keith Richards. Eyebrows lost in the top of his helmet, he shook his head. Can't believe you're lucid.